IBM's year-end is looming, time to plan your negotiation strategy, part 2. In part 1 of IBM's year-end is looming, time to plan your negotiation strategy we looked at how you could plan your next steps to ensure your IBM estate is optimized and future-proofed, looking at everything from the IBM Effective License Agreement, ELA, renewal process, to getting audit ready. In part 2, we'll take a look at creating a watertight effective licensing position, ELP, and your LA pricing options. Effective license position creation process. Creating your ELP is a key step in the IBM renewal process as it'll give you a clear view of your current position and how you want to proceed moving forward. Here's a quick overview of how to go about putting your ELP together. Entitlements review. This needs to cover everything from contracts, order documents and vendor quotes, to LA declarations and third-party agreements. There's a lot of ground to cover when gathering your entitlements, but in doing so, you'll know where you'll stand from the outset. Inventory collection. In this step you are looking at where exactly all of your IBM software is deployed. Look at who owns them and which parts of the business uses them. This includes collecting information from software and hardware inventory tools, virtualization tools and your sub-capacity reporting tools to validate your information. Non-instance collection. Once you know your entitlements, what metrics you have, and where the software is deployed, you can go about non-instance data collection. This means gathering all the data your inventory tools won't tell you about. This can be as simple as understanding your disaster recovery roles or requesting lists of authorized users, but in many cases can involve complex reviews of application architecture and scripts and commands to be run from management consoles. The license information documents specify how the products should be licensed, but don't tell you where to get the information and data from in order to count the license requirement. Data gaps assessment. Once the above information has been collected, it is then time look at any gaps and their associated risks. Review all data sets provided, process entitlements, assess data accuracy, and define secondary data collection. Being able to assess the completeness of what you have will put you in good stead for your first ELP draft. Draft ELP dash to produce your draft ELP, it's time to set about merging data sets, calculating usage against licensed metrics and calculating capacity levels. You can also document any assumptions and caveats, and while this may generate more questions, once you've filled in the gaps, you can move on to the final version of ELP. Final ELP dash finally. Confirm your assumptions, investigate any risks and mitigate where possible, and above all, optimize your license assignment. Apply these changes to your ELP and you have your final version. There are some new license metrics and pricing options that you may not have seen before. Cloud Packs, introduced in July 2019, are structured by bundling a variety of different IBM products together into one pack, which is typically licensed on a virtual processor core. VPC. One benefit to this option is that it removes the need for ILMT, IBM License Metric Tool, which is no longer needed to calculate any of the products on a virtual processor. It is important to note however, that it can take a while for organizations to fully move to this model as they might have both VPC and Processor Value Unit, VPU, products in play, so don't plan to get rid of ILMT just yet. However, it may be a useful conversion if you have significant deployments that are not eligible for sub-capacity. Designed for cloud and containerization, the cloud pack model does come with additional use rights, as well as a specific conversion per product rate, 
which you need to be aware of. MQ Advanced for example, has a conversion rate of 2 deployed VPCs to 1 license, whereas MQ is 4 to 1. There are some non-VPC to VPC conversions as well. Cloud Packs also includes Red Hat Enterprise Licenses, RHEL, and OpenShift, so if you're going down the cloud path, make sure you understand the implications for your role agreement. One thing to note, is that IBM will try to make sure that contractually you can't reduce existing role subscriptions, but you may be able to take advantage of these for growth. Another benefit is allowing a bit more flexibility when it comes to product transitions. For example, if you currently have an estate with a lot of MQ, that you want to upgrade to MQ Advanced, you don't need to buy a new product, but instead you can use the same licenses and buy additional ones to make up what you need. When it comes to value conversions, this is really dependent on the deployments in question and needs to be done on an individual scenario analysis as the benefits need to be analyzed separately. The July price increases have shown that IBM's attitude seems to be to make cloud packs more commercially attractive by increasing the prices of non-cloud pack options. Tailored fit pricing is a relatively new mainframe option. Introduced in 2019, with significant program updates in 2020, this model works by moving from a per product peak rolling 4-hour average to a cumulative MSU basis. Pricing is based on your previous 12 months MLC usage. This pricing model doesn't really make any significant cost savings on a like-for-like -like basis, but this option is much easier to administer, can make growth cheaper, and increases flexibility for previously MLC products as the likes of capping is not required. Keep in mind that it may impact one-time charge products on some ulpers, and though easier to manage, it still requires a Z14 plus mainframe or higher. Brought to you by Audio Harvest.